ESPN Daily is presented by YouTube TV. Try it free today at youtube.com slash NBA 23. New users only. Terms apply. Cancel anytime. Myron Medkev, when you think of Los Angeles, you think of the spotlight. You think of being on stage. And some stages have been there for generations. But there might be a new one in town. Where will that spotlight shine come fall of 2023? I think that spotlight's going to be on Bronny James and USC men's basketball. The son of LeBron James, the living legend. A lot of people regard him as the greatest of all time. Uh, at a minimum, number two to Michael Jordan. And his son is playing for his opportunity to not just compete at the collegiate level, but also to earn a spot potentially in the NBA lottery in 2024 and join his father in the league, maybe even play next to him. So I just don't think there's ever been anything like this. We've never seen uh, the son of a legend like this playing down the street from his father's NBA team, hoping to join him soon. Well, Myron, we've seen Bronny work on his game enough to make the leap to big-time college basketball at USC. But I got a question. Is USC ready for everything that comes with Bronny James? I think we're going to find out. <laughs> I think we're going to find out because it's not like this is a, a program that's used to a bunch of sellouts um, and kind of being on the main stage in L.A. A lot of people know USC football, but men's basketball has definitely taken a back seat. But it's going to be crazy. A lot of celebrities in the building. Hmm. They're trying to figure out how to coordinate it all. LeBron's definitely going to stop by. So I think this is something that will test USC and kind of what they're prepared for when it comes to men's basketball. Recent comments aside, I think we all expect LeBron James to be back with the Lakers next season. And if he is, there will be another big name James on a different hardwood near Hollywood. Because just a couple miles down the road from Lakers home games, LeBron's son Bronny will be suiting up with the USC Trojans and he's bringing everything that comes with his family name. So today, Myron Metcalf explains how Bronny's high school experience led him to the Trojans and why USC is especially prepared for the Bronny James experience itself. I'm Israel Gutierrez. It's Thursday, May 25th. This is ESPN Daily. The NFL schedule drops this week, kiddos, and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, and every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code DAILY. That's code DAILY. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Myron, before we get into Bronny James's college plans, let's talk about how he got here. What was the course of his prep career? Well, I think a lot of people expected him to go to St. Vincent St. Mary's, which is his father's alma mater, right? But all of that changed in the summer of 2018 when LeBron took his talents to L.A., to join the Lakers, and the family moved out to Los Angeles. 
We've got breaking news. LeBron is a Laker. This was always going to be an option, and if he thought the situation in Cleveland was not going to be as desirable going forward, this was always going to be the place. I sense that there's this clarity that comes from being above the fray and being a father and seeing the world through the eyes of Bronny and his boys and his children, his daughter as well. He was initially enrolled at Crossroads School in Santa Monica, and then the family decided that Sierra Canyon was the place to be. I mean, there's obviously a pedigree there at Sierra Canyon. I don't know if people have ever had a chance to drive by, but but it looks like a, an elite college campus hmm. when you see it. Uh, and they also have a track record with a lot of other talented kids. Kenyon Martin Jr., son of Kenyon Martin, was there. Scottie Pippen Jr., son of Scottie Pippen. They won a state championship together. So they felt like Bronny would have a better chance to develop as a player uh, competing around elite guys, uh, elite talent. So he ended up at Sierra Canyon uh, as a, a young player. Didn't play right away, coming off the bench. And you got to give LeBron credit because if you call any school, I would say in America and say, my kid's coming, uh, there are a lot of schools that would make way for him to be a big time starter. But Bronny had to earn everything that was given to him. And I don't think people understand that enough. This wasn't a kid who started his freshman year and got to shoot whenever he wanted to. Right. He's had to make his way to get in this position. Right. And the value of that experience doesn't seem to have been lost on Bronny James himself, who, after years of media silence, made some comments at the Nike Hoop Summit in Oregon about his journey to this point. I feel like I've grown at a, a, a nice pace throughout my four years in my high school career. So I feel like it's me being consistent in what I'm doing, my workouts and, and recovery and, and getting that right mindset you know, has been a great part of me being successful. So it would seem this wasn't as much about finding the right teammates or even an available starting spot, because as you said, Myron, he had to work his way off the bench. So why was Sierra Canyon the right choice? I think Sierra Canyon offered everything that LeBron and his family wanted. It's the basketball. It's sort of the secure environment. When you're going to school with other NBA kids, other famous kids, you don't stand out hmm. as much. And I think that was a part of the development process for Bronny as well. I mean, if he goes to St. Vincent, St. Mary's, he probably has a, a similar experience to what his father had, just being the guy that everyone's paying attention to. At Sierra Canyon, because of their track record, because he would join other talented players, play next to guys like B.J. Boston, who was eventually uh, an elite player at Kentucky, first-round pick. Being around guys like that, Bronny could just kind of be one of the guys, I think. Uh, and continue to develop and, and continue to get pushed. So I think it's just checked all the boxes uh, for the James fam. But even though he was, like you mentioned, one of the guys, he really wasn't one of the guys. Bronny James brought the most attention. So how did he, how did the family prepare for all of that? And how did they execute it? Yeah, one of the guys, as in one of the guys, but only the only one who had a bodyguard probably, right? I mean, so, <laughs> right. you know, he did try to blend in, but... It is hard if a guy's walking around with an earpiece and you're trying to be like everyone else and you're trying to blend it into the crowd. So there were certainly other elements that came with being Bronny James that were just unavoidable. Uh, he didn't do interviews. That was a family policy. And Sierra Canyon enforced that. I remember trying to get an interview at an event hmm. and there was a large individual in the hallway who said no. And that's all I needed to hear, you know? He was really protected from a, a physical standpoint with the security mechanisms, but I also think just from the spotlight, just the policies they had in place uh, to say, you know what, we're going to let Bronny do his thing 
and we're not going to give them all this media exposure or attention. Uh, and just to limit that as much as you can with a guy who has 7 million Instagram followers. Yeah, it was several years ago. I was working on a story about NBA players and their kids and whether or not they play basketball and how they coach them and how they introduce them to the sport. And I'd asked LeBron if he wanted to be part of the story. And he said he wasn't going to put his kids out there like that and give them that much attention. I remember thinking at the time, it's impossible for them not to get this much attention, but apparently this is the way he is controlling that. He's controlled it better than anyone I've ever encountered. And it's remarkable because I think it's hard enough to do that in general, but to do that in a social media era, it's almost impossible. But there is no one on the planet who can understand what LeBron James went through as a young player, yeah. not even Michael Jordan, because he didn't face the same spotlight and he wasn't as famous in high school. So I think all of those things he experienced made him want to say, you know what, let my young guys develop. Let's take as much attention off them as possible. And I think it worked to a degree. Mm -hmm. But if you're the son of LeBron James and you got a chance to play in the NBA, people are going to find you. And certainly people have found Bronny James. And what they found is a prospect who's improved to the point where he made these high school all-star teams on his own merit, not because of who his father was. Bronny, when you started your high school career, um, did you envision yourself being a McDonald's All-American, getting an invite to the Nike Summit? Uh, you know, I always believe in myself. Um, I try to just do that. I keep a, a healthy mindset myself. But, you know, I, I have goals, and I know other people have goals, so whatever the decision is, it is what it is. But, you know, I'm happy with it. The outcome of it. Hmm. And it sounds like even if he wasn't giving interviews before, he was certainly being taught how to give them. But what else has he brought to the court outside of his name? You know, when you talk to coaches and, and people about Bronny James, they all say the same thing. He's an incredible teammate. Now you hear that about a lot of guys, and sometimes they say that and what they're really saying is he's not a great player. He's a better teammate, right? He's not going to maybe be an elite player. That's not what you hear when they say it about Bronny. They say he makes all the right moves and makes everybody around him better. Uh, he doesn't waste possessions. He's become a much better three-point shooter. If you stand next to him, you see he has an NBA body right now. He's eating whatever his dad is eating. He, he's doing the same <laughs> workouts that his dad is doing because that NBA body is there. And he really has developed into a guy who's highly, highly skilled. But here's the thing I love that I hear about Bronny James, because hmm. let's be honest, a lot of times when you're talking about athletic, high-flying players, especially black players, everything's about what they can do physically. And the number one thing that I've heard about Bronny James, the number one thing you see, and they say this about his dad too, is his high basketball IQ. He recognized and read that he was being denied at the three-point line. He made the hard back cut, ball was delivered. Here's Bronny James out ahead of the pack for the one-hand Tomahawk James. He steal the push and the punch. Great anticipation, right place, right time. He's one of the smartest players at that level. And his father is, obviously, too. Maybe the smartest player in NBA history. And Bronny certainly has that pedigree as well. So I think he's a guy who's done everything very well. And according to those who've really seen him in the last three months, even after the season, he is getting better and better every single day. There are so many players who maybe if they had Bronny's skills, maybe would see a ceiling 
as opposed to saying, hey, let me maximize what I can do with this set of skills. And in that respect, it probably helps to have a father that can tell him with great honesty, hey, you have the ability or you don't have the ability. Yeah, I mean, imagine going to breakfast and the greatest player of all time is like, you can do it, kid. Right. I think that would inspire anybody, right? <laughs> we talk about a lot of things with Bronny and LeBron. And to me, the thing that stands out so much is the way he has been right there with his sons and his daughter from day one. He is highly, highly involved. Hmm. But I think he also, number one, wanted his kids to be kids first. And I think Bronny has benefited from that. What you're seeing, and again, when you talk to people about Bronny, Bronny wants this. Right. It's not because LeBron is there and LeBron is pushing him. Oh, no. I think LeBron put him in a position where it was like, all right, I'll push you to a certain point. But at some point, you got to find that next gear and decide that this is what you want. And I think that's what you've seen from Bronny at Sierra Canyon. That dude is working. Hmm. Didn't come in and start. Didn't come in and, and have this incredible freshman or sophomore season. He's had to struggle. Uh, he's had to learn how to be a leader. And now he's coming to USC. And guess what? He's not the best player on that roster. Might not be the fourth or fifth best player on that roster. He's going to have to earn a spot again. But I think he's prepared to do that. So we saw LeBron around Bronny a lot during that high school environment. What was the recruiting situation like for Bronny? And how involved was LeBron in that? First off, I've never seen again, a recruiting process like this. We are in the era, Izzy, of kids put out mixtapes in seventh grade. You know, they tell you the, the schools that want them their freshman year. I, I mean, you see it in a different way in the social media era. Like, you know everything that a player is thinking. Sometimes these guys will release lists of 20 schools. Like, how can you have 20 finalists, right? right. It doesn't make sense. Bronny had no list. Hmm. Bronny didn't do interviews. There were no sources connected to Bronny who said, I hear he's going here. Now, there were rumblings about, okay, probably going to go to a Nike school. And what it came down to was probably looking at Ohio State, uh, a school like USC, maybe Oregon. But there was no nothing official attached to it because Bronny didn't talk about it. And LeBron didn't talk about it. And that was a rare, rare thing to kind of not know exactly what Bronny was thinking or where he was leaning. Uh, although it felt like SC for a few months, there weren't the clues and the breadcrumbs we're accustomed to with any other player in his position. Yeah, I was going to ask, how surprising was it to you when you saw the USC announcement? It wasn't as surprising just because by that time, we kind of knew that that was a possibility. You're in LA, down the street from where your dad plays, you know, around your family. Family is obviously so important to Bronny and his, his family. Um, so you knew it was a possibility. You also knew, Izzy, that he was going to have to go to a place that would allow him to, to compete for a spot. Hmm. If you go to Kentucky or Duke or a school like that, I'm not sure Bronny automatically gets into the rotation. You know, there's just such elite talent at some of those schools. But I think you come to SC, a school looking for uh, another guard. Um, the way Andy Enfield plays, he plays a bunch of guys and he lets them play sort of this NBA style. You could see that that would have been a good fit for Bronny, but it wasn't just on the court. It was everything else. How is Bronny going to be a college kid at a school that doesn't have other people like him? So I think that factor mattered as well. SC kind of has the, the profile and I think the kind of high profile students to make Bronny feel like he can kind of fit in. 
All right, coming up, how prepared USC is to make sure the Bronny James experience does fit in. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom, Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky. 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you people wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first one or for your fashionista mom who likes to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate with them both. You can shop by price anywhere from 25 bucks and under to, say, 100 bucks and below. You can also sort by category, like fragrance, handbags, and more. Or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything. Or even pre-wrapped gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So, what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Locally in Southern California, UCLA has always been the toast of the town when it comes to college basketball. Uh, how might this impact that relationship, USC, UCLA, and Los Angeles? Well, UCLA has always been king, especially in basketball. Uh, no one can compete with their history, not just in L.A., but throughout the country. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are the premier program historically. But I think USC is becoming the cool kids school. I mean, they got Juju Watkins, uh, the number one female basketball recruit. Isaiah Collier is the number one men's basketball recruit. He's going to join Bronny at USC. Caleb Williams has a chance to win his second Heisman Trophy. So I, I think in this era, Bronny and Isaiah Collier and Juju and all these talented kids at SC – could give them the edge going forward and make this kind of the place to be for the next generation. You just mentioned it's not a normal situation, not just being LeBron James's son, but having all this experience in Los Angeles. In your reporting on this, what makes USC such a unique setting for Bronny to bring his brand to their campus? Well, you know, Bronny's going to travel with a team of people, including security, and I've seen it. He was at a tournament in, in Texas, and... This teenage girl, a bunch of teenage girls uh, were like, hey, I want to get a selfie with Bronny. Hmm. And Izzy, they were pumped. They were excited. Hmm. They had the phones out. They're going to do a selfie with Bronny. And then a couple of large individuals said, we don't do that. And kind of kept them at bay. And that's kind of the thing that comes with Bronny. I remember them being at that tournament and they came through a, a secret entrance. They ate separately from everybody else. Those are the kinds of things that happen with Bronny that will be elevated to another level. It's not just the security detail. It's knowing you've got the eldest son of the most famous basketball player and one of the four or five most famous athletes on the planet on your campus. How do you go to road games? Who's with you? You know, what are sort of the security measures in place to make sure he's good 
But then also, how does Bronny uh, remain uh, a kid? You know, how does he how does he act like any other student athlete and enjoy this college experience? And I think that's where SC comes in because they've had Sasha Obama, they've had Natalia mm-hmm. Bryant, uh, daughter of Kobe Bryant. They've had a lot of really famous kids and the kids of famous people, um, and they are prepared. Uh, for a guy like Bronny because it's not the first time they've experienced something like this. So I think another school would be a major adjustment. I think SC feels like they've got the protocols in place because they've kind of been here before. Okay, so it's one thing to keep him protected to make sure that he's safe, but how are they able to maintain security while keeping it business as usual on a college campus? Well, I mean, I think that's going to be the the task for a school like SC, but... They have a number of things in place. They've got a social media security team that's dedicated to monitoring threats on those different platforms. Obviously, the ones with higher profiles get priority. Uh, When you talk to Police Chief Loretta Hill, she explained all of the things they have in place. They have something called the Office of Executive Protection Services. Now, I've never heard of something like this, Hmm. but they have an entire office that coordinates, literally, Izzy, with embassies around the world, They have uh, an entire department that works with all these security details to make sure those students are safe. Uh, And then you go to the game day experience, and that's something they're trying to figure out. If LeBron shows up with his buddies and then Kim Kardashian and Bad Bunny want to be at a game, how do you accommodate that? So they're going to be VIP entrances, uh, potentially. New entrances for the players to, to go in and out of the building. Fans will have to come in, potentially through a new entrance just to make sure that everything is secure on game day because that will be a new experience. USC football has experienced that many, many times. Men's basketball is going to be a different kind of deal when you go to a USC game with Bronny on the court next season. Well, Myron, I'm curious about examples of other college athletes across the country who've had to deal with something similar to what you're outlining here with Bronny. Are there any other examples that come to mind? Yeah, I think NIL... I mean, has really changed a, a, a lot in terms of how people are viewed. But I think uh, Olivia Dunn at LSU, the gymnast who was showing up at events and there were crowds waiting for her. They got to the point where, you know, they had to put security with her hmm. uh, and, and the team wherever they traveled. And that was something where you go, okay, sure, some of the people within that group are uh, potentially fans and and supporters. But with something like that, the people in positions of authority when it comes to security are seeing the potential threats, you know, when you have things like that. And I think that's where social media comes in with someone like her, with all of these athletes with big profiles, obviously, Brian James. It's this idea of, people trying to be wherever they are and how do you establish uh, safety mechanisms for that? Because that's where Bronny will be unique. That's where he'll be like her or he'll be like some of these other athletes who have these giant social media followings and this group of people who want to be wherever they are. So there's a real threat there and they're preparing for that. I'm wondering about the actual basketball games here, Myron. They normally don't sell out an arena that holds more than 10,000 fans. What is USC prepared for here with these additional crowds? They're prepared for something they've never experienced. I mean, Mm. they're prepared for what you see at a Lakers game. 
You know, it's only about two miles away from Crypto.com Arena, the Galen Center, where USC men's basketball plays, right? So they're thinking of the scenario where LeBron calls up and says, hey, I want to come to a game. And Kim Kardashian and Kendall Jenner and Jack Harlow and whoever else might come to a Lakers game says, you know what? I want to see Bronny too. And with that's going to come some higher ticket prices too. You know, you're not going to get in the building right. uh, for the same price that you could a year ago. But USC is currently trying to figure out all of those different elements. I mean, I've been at a game when LeBron James shows up. Uh, Zion Williamson was playing at Virginia, Duke, Virginia, 2019. Huff, the kick, open again is Hunter. Never mind, Zion Williamson with other ideas. That is called a recovery. And LeBron comes in. And that was a scene. How many guys his size could run that far, jump that high, block a shot, and not commit a foul? Well, there's one of them sitting to my left. Not you. He's dressed in red. <laughs> Mr. James. Yeah, James Mr. Mr. LeBron about? James yeah. can do it. But it, it is a smaller group. Because yeah. he showed up with like 10 people. They cleared a section. And that could be every night or most nights at home games if he doesn't have a Lakers game at SC. Um, so they are preparing for not just the sellout crowds, but for a spotlight that S USC men's basketball just hasn't really experienced in modern times. And you mentioned earlier USC kind of being the cool kids right now. Tell me more about some of the other players that are joining Bronny James at USC. Well, Juju Watkins is the number one recruit in women's basketball she also attended Sierra Canyon. Her and Bronny are friends, uh, giant social media following. She's already signed a bunch of NIL deals. If people don't know Juju now, they certainly will in the future. A lot of hip-hop stars have gone to her games. She is well-known uh, throughout L.A. and certainly on the women's basketball scene, and she'll be at USC. Obviously, Caleb Williams has a chance to make history yep. winning a second Heisman Trophy. And then you got Isaiah Collier who's the number one recruit in America in men's basketball. Imagine that. Imagine being the number one recruit in men's basketball <laughs> and you're number two in popularity on your own team. That doesn't happen very often, but that's certainly the situation you're dealing with uh, at USC. And then DJ Rodman, the son of Dennis Rodman, will also play yeah. on that team. And that's not even to mention guys like Boogie Ellis, the returning vet, averaged over 17 points per game. So it's going to be a thing. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of conversations about relatability between that group and a lot of fame at a young age. Uh, I'd pay a little bit of money to listen to some of those conversations. Okay, in the end here, Myron, how do you see this working out next year for Bronny and for USC? I think SC has a good team. USC has a really good team. I think they're a tournament team. I think they were probably a tournament team before Bronny arrived. I think Bronny in the beginning will... Be a really good defensive player. I think it's going to come down to what kind of shooter he is in terms of the role he he earns within that rotation. But I think you'll see Brian and James playing substantial minutes. He'll be a very smart player, and, and he'll get much better over the course of the year. The one thing that's guaranteed with Brian and James in his career, if you watched him from freshman year till now, he always gets better. Like, he's never going to stop growing. Hmm. And I think that is what you'll see at SC as well. And at USC, he's going to get the opportunity to continue to blossom physically. He's very, very strong. He's a very smart and efficient player. And I think people are going to see a show. I think they'll be surprised um, by who Brody is and who he's evolved into 
at this level. I mean, he's a projected lottery pick for a reason. And people may not believe that now. They might think that's all about his dad. But they're going to see. Bronny James is his own man now. You just got to go out and prove it. So what you're saying is this first year at USC could just be an opening act to him and his father playing together in the NBA in 2024? Oh, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I think the plan is 2024 NBA draft. And even if it's not a great season, I still think that happens. Uh, Because I think Bronny, his IQ, his body, uh, just the way he plays the game, he's going to be in that position. So I think this is uh, one of those things where if you think you can get in on this in year two or year three, I don't think year two or year three is ever going to happen. This is going to be a one-time thing with the Bronny James show at USC. And who knows, he might just move two miles in one direction and join his dad at Crypto.com Arena. Myron Metcalf, thank you very much. Thank you. I'm Israel Gutierrez. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.